Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about our live-streamed event this Sunday, our live-streamed church services, and the Walk in Truth podcast when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's our youth and young adult leader, Pastor Matthew Colomi, and part two of his teaching in Luke 15 about how God loves to reclaim lost people. I remember my own small group leader as I was a student in a youth, um, youth ministry, Randy Congo. He would tell me this story about a uh, friend of his. He actually went to the friend's house, and the, the friend had a son who was taking a nap. And, and please know this story. Uh, Pastor Michael just left so I could share the story. Um, it, it is a little grotesque, so you may want to just, yeah, um, just a heads up. The son was taking a nap. Randy and his friend were talking, and the nap time was over, so the friend and Randy went into the room to wake up the son to actually realize the son was awake. And the son was enjoying painting the wall in his room. Now, this is a young, very, very young child. Now, this is where it gets gross. The son, to, to, to mark, to paint on the walls, was actually reaching behind to grab something out of his diaper and spreading it on the wall. See, the son was realizing, and not even realizing it, that he was enjoying something just disgusting, something so nasty. I think of this as the son was, was the younger son was in this state of despair. He had spent everything, and now he is like, whoa, what is going on? And I remember Randy telling me the story of the father picking up his son, taking him over to the changing table and caring for the son, cleaning him up, loving on his son, even in his mess. And what Randy remembers the most is actually looking at the son. And he said, for some reason, that the son's smile was bigger as the father was caring for him. See, it's that love the father gives to the son that just changes everything and as we read verse 17 we actually see the awaken of his affections for the father and we pick it up in verse 17 it says this but when he came to himself he said how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread but i perish here with hunger verse 18 i will arise and go to my father and i will say to him father i have sinned against heaven and before you verse 19 i am no longer worthy to be called your son treat me as one of your hired servants see as right here we we hear the son's inner monologue acknowledging his sin and his desire to return home, suggesting that this, this sad, heartbreaking state that has caused him to remember heaven, to remember his father, to repent and fall on his knees. See, when it says, when it's, it says he came to himself, it shows that he snapped out of, of what he was going through. And this marks the beginning of repentance. Repentance, a, a, a literal 180-degree turn, meaning I am walking this way. I, I realize the truth. I turn 180 degrees, and I start walking in a different direction. 
It is acknowledging and turning. See, this image of returning is also tied to repentance throughout Scripture. And in this context, the tax collectors and the sinners have gathered around Jesus because he had repent, because they had repented. And their meals were simply celebrations of God's grace and forgiveness. See, Luke's gospel highlights that the tax collectors were responding to the preaching and the baptizing of John that he called them to repentance. See, it's until the sun arises and returns home. It's rising and returning. It's him going to a far-off country, realizing what he has done, acknowledging before heaven and the Father, I have sinned against you. I desire you. And Father, I'm going to return to you. I've screwed up, but you show me grace. You show me forgiveness. See, repentance must be combined with action. The sun's rising is the beginning of his transformation from death to life, from sickness to health, from being sleeped or sleeping to awakened. See, this parable is not about fully the son's repentance, but of the love of the father. See, it is the love of the Father that draws the Son to return home because the Son remembers the love and goodness of the Father. It is the love and goodness of the Father. Verse 20, it states, And he rose and came to his Father. But while he was still a long way off, oh, here we go. Man, I love reading scripture. His father saw him and felt compassion and he ran and embraced him. Did you know that it was unheard of an elderly man running in this time? It it would show that he has lost all sense of control of his time and his resources as he would have to humiliate himself by lifting up his dress to show how how untan, how, how, how white probably. I saw Pastor John's legs. I love you, Pastor John. But he showed me his legs on Thursday and I was like, woo, someone has not gone golfing in a while. But it was humiliating this time for a man to pick up his dress to run. Bearing his legs, showing his legs. But see, this is what I love. Out of the compassion of the Father, as he has been waiting, looking out, he's not sitting and embracing some type of food. He's not sitting, you know, looking at his donkeys. He's looking out at the road, looking for his son to return, desiring his son to return. And when he sees his son far off, what does he do? He runs down probably from the steps. I don't know how the house was, but he runs. Now I'm not, I'm a big guy. I don't like running. (laughs) Nathan's laughing in the back, but think about that. The compassion that he had to have had for his son, that he runs to to receive him. And not just receive him, but embrace him and kiss him. In verse 21 it says, And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. (laughs) Verse 22, But the father said to his servants, 
Bring quickly the best robe and put on, put it on him and put on the ring on his hand and the shoes on his feet. Verse 23, and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. Verse 24 is so good. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. See, could you expect anything less of a father who loves his son and longs for his son's return? Anything different? This response would have been just a radical, such a radical statement. Even as Jesus uttered this parable, the shock of what the father has done. But see, the father's response to the return of the young son reveals many important characteristics of God. As we talked about, the Father is filled with compassion. See, the Father's compassion on His Son, seen before the Son can utter any confession. The Father embraces Him and kisses Him before He can utter a word. And see, the Father taking His Son exceeds His Son's dreams and shows the Son that He has been forgiven. And before the son can utter his confession, I imagine that son probably, uh, after the moment of, of him snapping, coming to it, realizing, man, God, I have sinned before heaven. I have sinned against my father. I need to repent and turn and go back to my father. I imagine him just processing and figuring out, what am I going to say to him? What am I going to, to, to utter to him? His father throws his arms around him and kisses him. And he does, the father does not give this long speech. He, he does not, you know, say, man, he does not point the, feet, the, 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 the hand at him and start yelling at him. But he shows forgiveness through his actions. And see, this shows that our God is compassionate for the lost. Matthew 9, 36 says, when he saw the crowds, Jesus had compassion for them. And see, as the prodigal son returned, we must remember that, that when, we were in dire, when he was in dire need among the Gentiles, no one gave him anything. And as the, the son returns, now we see that the one that the son severely wounded is the same one who orders his servants to put on his robe. Now, putting on the robe was a sign of a, a ceremonial sign of authority. And see, God dresses the lost sinners that come to him that repent with robes of righteousness. Isaiah 60, verse 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exalt my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robes of righteousness. The same father that was severely wounded by the son orders his servants to put the ring on on his son's finger, which is a symbol of acceptance to the family, which was a symbol that confirms his sonship to the, to the father and the right to an inheritance. See, God treats the lost who return to him as sons rather than servants. 1 John 3, 1 states, See what kind of love the father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. And see, the father who orders his servants to put sandals on his son's feet. No, 
Only a free man in this time would wear sandals. And the lost who come to God find everlasting freedom. You'll hear more from Pastor Matthew in a moment. Join Pastor Michael Lance at the next 633 event about navigating the times we are now living in with the coronavirus. We have this tremendous panel. These are professors from Biola University, like Dr. Jacob Daniel, Dr. Jim Johansson, and Tony Costello, who has an MA degree in apologetics and in theology. Some brilliant theologians, Mike Massaro, the voice of Walk in Truth, and yours truly, Pastor Michael Lance, will be there. We'll be part of a panel to take your questions and to help you navigate the times. Navigating the Times will be live streamed on the Living Truth Christian Fellowship YouTube channel on Sunday, May 17th at 6.33 p.m. Subscribe for free today so you know when we're live. Visit walkingtruth.com and click on church. That's walkingtruth.com and click on church. Hey, Shane Lance here, and I wanted to take a quick moment and encourage you to subscribe to our devotional called A Step Closer. This is a quick read from scripture with a little bit of commentary, and it's a great way to keep you growing in your walk with the Lord. In our crazy society right now, with all the things we jam-pack into our schedule, I'll be the first to admit that sometimes it's hard to find time to study God's Word. But it is so important as we grow in our relationship with the Lord to study His Word. It's such a vital aspect to our walk. You can text Step Closer as one word to 33222. Again, that's step closer as one word to 33222. We really believe here at Walk in Truth that this can be a great instrument in helping you grow in your relationship with the Lord. So once again, we'd encourage you to subscribe to our devotional called A Step Closer, and you can text step closer as one word to 33222. Life on the go can make it difficult to catch up on your study in the Bible. If you think about it, Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance is here for you kind of like a daily supplement to help your spiritual growth. You can listen to Walk in Truth whenever you want because it's on podcast too. Subscribe to Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app. For example, if you have an iPhone, we're on your iPodcast app already on your phone. Walk in Truth is also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. So listen on your hike, during your drive, or while you're getting work done at a coffee shop. Basically, listen whenever you want. Subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. Make sure you subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. Now, back to Pastor Matthew, right here on Walk in Truth. When he was in dire need among the Gentiles, no one gave him anything. And as the the son returns, now we see that the one that the son severely wounded is the same one who orders his servants to put on his robe. Now, putting on the robe was a sign of a, a ceremonial sign of authority. And see, God dresses the lost sinners that come to him that repent with robes of righteousness. Verse, or Isaiah 60, verse 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exalt my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robes of righteousness. The same father that was severely wounded by the son orders his servants to put the ring on his son's finger, which is a symbol of acceptance to the family, which was a symbol that confirms his sonship to the, to the father and the right to an inheritance. See, God treats the lost who return to him as sons rather than servants. 
1 John 3, 1 states, See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. And see the Father who orders his servants to put sandals on his son's feet. Now, only a free man in this time would wear sandals. And the lost who come to God find everlasting freedom. Never-ending freedom. See, the father orders his servants to kill the fattened calf. And, and it would not be unrealistic for the father to kill the son instead of the fattened calf because of what he's done. It would not be uncommon for the father to put the son on probation or put him as a, as a, a servant to him. But see, the father is as compassionate as God, as an illustration of the parable, having God be, be illustrated through the Father who longs for the return of his children. And so he orders his servants to go get the fattened calf because in order to save us, God will not spare anything, not even his son. As John 3.16 says, for, the, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And see, as the son returned, the father celebrates the son's return. And just like Jesus, in Luke 15.10, there is a joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now, I talked to Nate, and uh, luckily he said it was a good idea. I don't do this. I wanted to get those, like, those confetti can the cans. I wanted to have music going because this is a celebration. This is not like a, like, <laughs> woo! This is like a Paul Hicks. I'm not going to do it because Nathan would hate me on the microphone right now. But, but it is a celebration. I mean, this is the type of celebration that I hope, I pray that comes, what, June 20th, that we are able to fill this place out and, and we can celebrate all those who have been watching, all those who have decided, man, I am turning from my worldly ways. I, I try to find happiness and, and joy and the peace and the things of this world. And I've looked at it and it looks like fool's gold. It looked nice on the outside, but when I delved into it, it it was nasty. It was disgusting. It, it was grotesque. And I'm still looking and longing for the one thing that can bring me joy in this life. And through a friend, through someone that maybe is watching right now, you sent out that link. Ron Nielsen told me that, that he has been able to have more conversations this past couple weeks through sending text messages of encouragement and scriptures and people asking questions that, that there are people that are rejoicing in the name of Jesus as Lord and Savior. And I can't wait for the day that Living Truth Christian Fellowship can come together as one body in one room and celebrate the marvelous works that the, that the hero died for the villain, that, that through, through what Jesus has done, I have been saved, that you can be saved, that putting our faith in Jesus Christ, oh, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty, that we can experience every great amount of joy, amount of happiness, uh, amount of peace despite the situations because we know that the hope that the best is yet to come and it is founded in Jesus Christ and the love that the that the father God ha has given to us through the son Jesus Christ oh, 
Church family, I can't wait for the day. I pray that, that you are just like me, that we look forward to, that we long for the day to see the friends and family that don't know Jesus will call on him as Lord and Savior. Truth be told, I, I miss being here with you all, but, but I actually long for, for friends and family that I know to call on the name of Jesus, Lord and Savior, even more. I pray that, that, that all of us are seeking to know Jesus more and more. And as we do, oh boy, there's going to be a party. Tell men's ministry to get the barbecues. Hey, tell everybody, hey, bring the festivities. We're going to have one big fellowship like no other. Come on, church. But the thing is, not all feel that way. See, Act 1 of the story is done, and when we get into Act 2, we see another son. Luke 15, verse 25 says, Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. Verse 26, And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. Verse 28. But he was angry and he refused to go in. See, we see now the older brother coming into the story that as he returns from the field to where he had been working and sweating all day long, we see that the the older brother sees that the younger brother has given the red carpet treatment. And as he draws near, as the older son draws near like the tax collectors and the sinners have to Jesus, he actually reacts like the Pharisees and the scribes do. We see him grumbling and being irate at the celebration, the joyful celebration of the brother's return. Now, we could say maybe this is because the older brother assumes that the, his, his younger brother only returned because he ran out of money, which is technically true. Maybe he assumes that, that he has blown it all and that he would receive the, the, the this and this and this type of lecture. I'm sorry, I only, that was the last time I'll do that. And maybe he assumes that his younger brother will be a hired hand. See, his anger does not seem justified. Or it does seem justified. And I mean, the older brother did stay home. He did obey his father. He did work hard. And he has upheld the interests of his family and held up the status of their name and did not bring shame among it. But we see where the older brother actually brings disgrace to his father's name. We think, man, this is the good son. This is the one who stayed. This is the one who did all that the father has done and told him to do. But see, as the brother has refused to publicly celebrate his younger, younger brother's return, he gravely dishonors his father. See, Jesus tells this parable to the Pharisees and the scribes 
so that they can rejoice in the rejoicing of sinners repenting and returning to him. And so to desire of the same as the father does of the younger son. You've been listening to God Loves to Reclaim Lost People, part two on Walk in Truth, a teaching in Luke 15 by our youth and young adult leader, Pastor Matthew Colomi. If you'd like to watch the video of this message in its entirety, which includes a time of worship, you can subscribe to our Living Truth Christian Fellowship YouTube channel. Visit walkintruth.com and click on church. That's walkintruth.com and click on church. While you're on the website, would you please consider giving a small donation? Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry, and we're able to broadcast on this station and many other stations like it, as well as do the podcast because of your support. And that's how we're also able to do our 633 apologetic events for free. So, look, we know times are uncertain. We know that some of you may be out of work, and we're not asking anyone in that kind of a situation to give, or if you're a new listener. But if you can donate, we're only asking for a $5 donation. Last month, we had 10 listeners give what they could for the first time, and we are so thankful. And a special thank you to our monthly partners as well. If you've thought about giving, your $5 donation will go a long way to help us keep this ministry going. You can give your $5 donation when you visit walkintruth.com and click on Donate. That's walkintruth.com and click on Donate. And thanks for believing in our mission to equip the body of Christ. One more thing. Remember to visit our website to learn more about our live stream event this weekend called Navigating the Times. Again, our website is walkintruth.com. Come back tomorrow for part three of Pastor Matthew's teaching in Luke 15 about how God loves to reclaim lost people. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to reach out with God's truth to encourage, bless, and equip you during these crazy, wacky times. Hey, God bless.